Welcome back to the Modcast, everybody. This is MJ Lloyd, joined always by Mike Hill. Uh, Mike, what's going on this uh, Wednesday morning? This Wednesday morning? I've been up since 6. Wow, and now you have an empty house. Is that why we're uh, recording? Yeah, it's empty. My wife's at work. The kids are at school. I actually had time to clean. It was weird. It's almost wow. like I, I almost feel like a productive member of society. So are you in your uh, recording studio closet, or are you like spread out in the in the living room or something? Oh no, I'm totally taking the living room. Nice. Yeah. You can stretch. And... It's, yeah, it's weird. It's I mean I'm not bumping my elbow against the wall. Wow. It's right. high Class. living, man. All right. Well, let's get into it. I think this is just going to be one big State of the Angels podcast. Uh, we've had a couple weeks off, and a lot has uh, kept going south, I suppose. And when we talked earlier about doing this show, we thought it was going to be basically a eulogy for the uh, 2015 season. And then they go out and win last night. Shoemaker looked great again. Two uh, really nice starts from him now uh, since since I missed his appearance in AAA. Just uh, barely. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was the same day I had tickets to the game. And uh, he he threw a gym that night for the, or that afternoon for the Angels, and then uh, again yesterday. Yeah, you thought you were gonna catch Shoemaker and Cowart. Yeah, the whole bit, I was excited, and you got neither. Right, right. I got uh, uh, David Freeze didn't play in that game. Not that I was too excited about that anyway. Uh, it was you know a lot of Featherston and uh, Cowgill and and that sort of riffraff. So the Angels four A team. Exactly, exactly. They're they're DL slash four four A quad A team. It it was not very exciting. They lost that game too. <laughs> and these yeah. are the players that are was, coming back. Yeah, was, uh, Tra- Trapiano pitched, and uh, it it wasn't a great outing. He he started off pretty well, and then uh, then the wheels came off, and uh, I think they ended up losing three one. I think that was the final. Uh, Trapiano did not sign any autographs to start the game. Everybody else was pretty cool. Um, well, that's but, good. But there you go. That was the the karma for him. <laughs> Don't sign that's autographs. It. Lose the baseball game. Exactly. Right now. Yeah, for all like four people on the Angels side trying to get autographs. Uh, <laughs> so so it, Nate Smith was cool though. I yelled at him in the in the dugout and he came out and signed. So good on you, Nate. I'm sure he's listening. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he is too. So, uh, so anyway, the Angels win. They pull back to 500. Now six and a half behind Houston. I think we can all uh, mail that one in. Uh, I was so waiting for them to just implode. Yeah, never happened. Just kept cruising. One of those seasons. No, they're you know, like the, the, the Royals of last year, this year, which means next year they're going to be even more difficult to deal with. Yeah. No, the, this is a team that's just going to keep getting better. Right. So, uh, and, it's, and, and we had – I've had, written it before. I think it was last year I wrote it before the season for uh, our buddy Clint's Diamond Hoggers website. Um, I wrote about the Astros, and they were a tire fire going into last year. They were a tire fire the year before that, and they were a tire fire the year before that. But – you could see it coming, and if you were paying attention, and I thought 2016 for sure, yeah, or at least be competitive some of the year, and then 2017 definitely. I did not expect them to spin it this quick, and it was the same thing with teams like the, like the Cubs. Right. They had well, it, it was coming, 
but it, we didn't think it would come this fast. Well, I think I think people were ready for Bryant to burst onto the scene. I think even just the call up of Correa seemed a little early, uh, and then his superstardom, which is already here, uh, is is scary. And they've been doing a lot of this without George Springer, so mm-hmm. that team's just going to keep getting better. Uh, they, you know, a little pitching, and that and that team is super scary. So I, I think this is the beginning of their their rise to prominence. Uh, six and a half seems like too much to catch uh, down the stretch here. Uh, mm-hmm. especially, especially they're going to be getting Springer back, I think, at some point. It's a month left, and if, if any Angel fan remembers 1995, that's all it took was a month to make up a six and a half game lead uh, for the yeah. Mariners. Well, well so there's that. It's not thanks, that it's thanks not for possible. That. Hey, it's not that it's not possible, but uh, it not, it's not like it's worked in our favor before. So then we also don't pick up any ground on Texas, who won. Uh, so they're still three and a half back of the wild card. The other problem with that, though, is they're two and a half back from Minnesota in the wild card. Which, you know, having to jump two teams makes it more difficult to, to get that final wild card to go to New York. So the, the odds aren't great. In fact, if you want to know what Baseball Prospectus says they are uh, this morning, it's 10%. You, you think that's light or, or about right? Or... Uh, I think it's reasonable, but at the same time, I'm not. I've, I'm losing all confidence in this team. So uh, fair, I guess. Yeah. It sounds about right. If you look at the remaining schedule, and we'll get to that in a little bit, if everything breaks right for them, uh, the 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 second wild card shouldn't be completely unreasonable. Uh, I think the division uh, hopes have been dashed for sure. Yeah, that whole our last podcast where we were going, you know, seeing who we could be playing, who they could be playing in a wild card game, and where where that's going to be heading, who we don't want to face. That might have been just wishful thinking to yeah. look at in retrospect. It, it's it's pretty much, please, can we grab that last spot now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm praying to any and all baseball gods on a daily basis, sometimes just for a win, sometimes just for a pitcher to not have a, you know, a turd of right. a game. Well, weird things have happened. Santiago completely fell apart, which... I suppose isn't it shouldn't have come as a surprise to Angels fans. He was pitching above his head early in the season. Uh, Shoemaker, just the bottom fell out at one point during the season when he got sent down for a couple of games. Uh, but man, I, I really he's got good stuff uh, when he's on his when he's on his game. Uh, it was earlier in the season. Shoemaker was sitting in the middle of the plate a lot with. Just about everything he was throwing. He wasn't. He, I mean, he he filled the zone up last year. The whole like the whole thing. If you looked at his Fangraphs heat map, uh, rarely throwing out of the zone. And this year he was still very much in the zone, but all concentrated in the middle. And that's just not gonna work at the big you're, league level. You're you're saying that can be hit. 
I'm saying it's a good chance that that's not going to be a successful spot for a pitcher to be in. Interesting. Yeah, weird. It's weird how that happens. But you brought up pitching, and uh, it's it's funny because I looked up the last. I have the splits up for all the pitchers, for all our starting pitchers, all the Eagles starting pitchers, and for the last four weeks. Would you like to guess how many pitchers have an ERA under five in this oh. rotation? Okay, so so we're <laughs> taking that approach. Okay. <laughs> One? Zero. Oh, I was so close. Even with Matt Shoemaker's last two starts being really good, if you go over the last four weeks, his ERA is put is pushing six at 5.82. Weaver is at 5.59. Heaney, who's looking better, is the closest. He's at 5.06. Hector Santiago's fallen off a cliff at 6.65. And Garrett Richards over the last four weeks is at 5.23. Wow. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yep. Uh, well, we're not getting the Richards that we got last year. Nope. And, and... Maybe, maybe that was the best we're going to see of him, but he can still be a, a solid top-of-the-rotation guy, I feel. Well, it was brought up in an article recently uh, by Alden Gonzalez where he talked to Socha about the, the young arms in the rotation. And you have... Richards, Santiago, and Heaney, who are all approaching or passing career highs and in innings. Santiago's already passed his. Richards is right on top of his. Andrew Heaney's career high innings or innings this year so far with the Angels. He's thrown uh, 72 with the Angels, but he also had his AAA innings, which I don't have in front of me. So you have three pitchers on the younger end of the spectrum that have never that have one full season starting or no full seasons starting in the big leagues and they're pushing up against that barrier of i've never gone this far before so tiring out for those guys possibly richard could seemed be. like richard seemed like he could go forever last year right but what was it uh oh, excellent hair on sports illustrated and i cannot remember who he is now verducci yes it was that Verducci idea that if you threw, you know, twenty percent more, effect, yeah, sure. which is nonsense, right? But there's still credibility to the idea that you don't want to overthrow these guys; they're just not used to it. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried too much about uh, Richards. I, I could see it with Heaney, Santiago. I think is more of a, a control issue where he's just never had it and was lights out at the beginning of the season, had to regress back some. So. I think we're seeing that happen with him. Richards, I think, will be fine. We'll see what they do with Heaney. I mean, they're going to have to push it if, if they want to make a run for the playoffs. So I don't think he gets limited too much. Maybe Santiago goes back into some sort of uh, long man uh, situation or splits starts with uh, Trapiano. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But the, the pitching, well, everything has to get better if they want a shot at the playoffs. Uh, I tracked it all the way back to the trout wrist injury just to see what things look like. Uh, that happened on July 26th where he banged up the, the wrist. Of course, he came back and had a grand slam in that game. But since then, on July 27th, the next day, baseball prospectus had the Angels' odds of making the playoffs at 89%. Houston was at 82, Texas was at 6. 
Well, that time they had also just gotten into first. They were in first place for a brief period there. Right. So they were on top of the world. What? Yeah. Seventeen games over five hundred. Fifteen games over five hundred. They were playing great baseball. So since Trout's injury, he came back on the thirtieth after missing, I think, just two games. Right, the twenty eighth and 29th. Yeah. Uh, they've since he rejoined the team, they went uh, ten and twenty one. Wee. Yeah, and he hit 231, 262, 389 over that stretch. And that's including the 4 for 4 uh, the other day. So he's not been his usual trout self, and I think that trickled down through the rest of the lineup too. Maybe our hopes on Pujols were too high. Uh, at the beginning of the season, That's... since since the trout injury, he's been miserable. And those uh, from the 28th to the 31st, they went eight and 23, five home runs, hitting 217, 264, uh, 358. It's rough. Oh, big time. Yeah, he teased us with such a great June. Boy, it, it, it is so good that month. Look like we might have a few solid seasons left in, in that bat. No, and his season totals have dipped now all the way to 248, 308, 490. So he's, I mean, yay home runs, I guess. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yay dingers. But now I, it's just he runs into a couple here and there. Right. It's, I mean, we're going to be talking about that contract like the Phillies talk about the the Ryan Howard one oof yeah oh, I mean the, 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 the defense will be better even as he, he ages because uh, Ryan Howard just doesn't play it no even, even in the National League uh, park but uh, but yeah it's, it looks like it's going to be home runs or, or bust pretty much right that's, that's what I mean, it's looking like because like, he's got 16 doubles but like, you know, out of 50 extra base hits, he's got 121 total hits, and he's got 50 extra base hits. So, yeah. Well, in, in the uh, in the 129 plate appearances since uh, Trout was back from injury, he's got uh, eight walks to 20 strikeouts. So he's not even, he's not even drawing walks anymore. Well, if you uh, go, he still has, he's got 21 walks over his last 25 games. He started to pick it up a little bit lately. The last two weeks, he's got a 9-11 OPS. So, at least with Trout, it's turning around. And, you know, I mean, because the month of August was a, an abortion for Trout with a 689 OPS for the month. But at least with September coming around, he seems to be getting back to it. He's made a comment that his, his foot wasn't landing in time. His timing was off. So, you know, the whole mechanism of hitting and whatnot. Uh, if he's got it figured out, which he's always been good at making adjustments, I expect September to be a regular Mike Trout month. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt. I really think the wrist injury was a bigger deal than uh, what he's made it out to be and, and what we all just assumed what, he'd be fine after two days off. Yeah, but no. 
No, clear, clearly something was was bothering aside from uh, pitchers just making a better better adjustments to him and him not adjusting back. And there was an issue that we'll hear about at the end of the season if it if it wasn't just the wrist, if there was something else maybe too. I think he'll be fine coming down the stretch. Uh, like you said, September is a new month. Do you, do you buy the? Did you see the Houston Street statement that uh, that they're they're taking this as a as a new start, putting August behind them, and September is a new month, even though it's just a date on a calendar. You buying uh, into that some? I just some not... of the athlete mentality of uh, like a, a New Year's Eve, if you will. I didn't see that, but I I get it. It makes sense. I, if you ever, I, I mean, and you've you you played hockey, so I mean, you understand the whole that whole mentality that athletes go through. It's 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 it's, it's like it's like a superstition. I mean, you're sure. struggling through that one month, and you, you eventually get to the point. It's got to be the month. What else? Right. We're, we're not we're doing everything we can. It's got to be the month we're in, you know, or it's got to be this specific week. Once the week's over, you know, we should be fine. Maybe maybe September will differences and last night was a good start to it with a 6-2 to victory and it's it's possible that they had just gotten so drowned by August that they just couldn't wait to flip the calendar over or to you know turn the page so to speak right I, I buy into that a little bit uh, like you said from from playing sports uh, you just get into that kind of superstitious mindset where you can look back and just just see how brutal August was for everybody and go, well, this is a new month now. This is a fresh start. So maybe maybe that kind of spreads through the clubhouse and they can shake it off and, and make a push here. Obviously, we know better, but <laughs> maybe there's something to it. Uh, they are off to a good start anyway. The, the schedule down the stretch does help them a little bit in that they play a lot of their uh, competition for the last playoff spot. Unfortunately, tonight, uh, or this afternoon's game, I guess, this is a, an early start, right? I believe so. Oakland yeah. does that a lot. Yeah, so uh, it's it's Heaney pitching today, but he gets Sonny Gray. <laughs> of course. Why not? So <laughs> we, we do run into the stopper for the A's, but then... Uh, they have seven left against Texas. Uh, that's actually the next series in Anaheim. And then they had the last four games of the season are at Texas, the October set. Uh, that they, they have three against the Dodgers uh, at home after Texas. They have six more against Houston, six against Seattle, and four against Minnesota. So, you know, with some with some winning series there, you can you can get back into the wild card discussion. Especially, you know, if you can take care of Minnesota there, but uh, I believe that series is at Minnesota, and uh, Miguel Sano just keeps hitting home runs. So I finally got to watch all of of Pelotero. Pel oh yeah, Pelotero. Yeah, yeah. I finally got to watch all of that, and it's pretty good. It is a good movie, and yeah. to re and to think and see that's a, that's that person, right. It's crazy. It's just it's banana sandwich. Yeah, uh, they've actually been talking about making a follow up to that with like after he's signed with the same guys that did the the did Pelotero. Okay. Uh, 
So I, I haven't heard anything more about it. I think they uh, got on Kickstarter to try and fund it. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see his, you know, rise through the, the twin season. It's even more incredible that he missed all of last last year. He missed his uh, age 21 development uh, because he had TJ on his throwing arm. Yeah. Uh, and just, I mean, he apparently he could have just been up last year crushing homers. And there are no doubters, too. When you talk 80 power, that guy, he's he's fun to watch. So we do run into that. Yeah, they did a... Uh, they did a thing on it was on MLB Network. They showed his uh, his home is is hitting the catwalk in Tampa yeah. Bay last week. Right or this week, the, the double. Yeah, the double. And I guess on MLB Network when they used Statcast, the trajectory and the velocity would have had it going 409 feet. Yeah, uh, he's he's a beast. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens when he runs into Jared Weaver's 85 uh, mile per hour fastball. <laughs> As, as you know, uh, Sano's facing tougher batting practice. It's in Minnesota, uh, right? I think it is, yeah. So. No one ever hit one. And it's new ballpark, so no one's actually hit it out of the stadium. I don't, I don't think so. They had the home run derby there a couple years ago, right? They had the all-star game there. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how long. Uh, but it, it was it was just... Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we hit two. We hit one into the second deck, and then he followed that up by hitting one into the third deck. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, see him match up against some of that pitching. Uh, and the, I think Buxton is back up too, although not doing much. So, they're they're getting their uh, their young kids all up and going. So we'll we'll see how that team does. Uh, Irvin Santana pitched decently the other night too so of he course keeps pitching well it's son of a bee yeah so anyway there's there are teams that they can make up a lot of games a lot of these games on it's just it's tough man you you know you drop one to minnesota and even if you win the other three if everything kind of stays the course you can you can hop them by half a game but that's a lot of that's a lot of faith in them being able to take three, three out of four. Well, there's also that there's also the help that you can get from other teams. That's true. You can, I mean, like the football standpoint, you know, this guy, these two teams win, that team gets it. Andrew Karcher uh, on s- Sunday put up the first installment of the Angels rooting Angels fan rooting guide. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's that's gonna be a real good segment too. I, I can dig it. And he's I mean, there's the Rays Orioles series, Indians Blue Jays, he's got the whole list going through. Uh, Yankees at Red Sox, we don't cheer for either. Right, yeah. <laughs> so but there are he's there's there's other ways that it can happen. Yeah. So so definitely check that out, listeners. Uh, yeah. that that's gonna be important to to help figure out what we need to happen uh, this this last month. Yeah, Andrew's Andrew month was plus. pretty. He was pretty well on top of it, and I personally cannot wait for wait for next week's. Because yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, he he is. So there's there's a good plug for him. Check that out. May may we'll have him on uh, if we can do this again next week, and and he can kind of lay out uh, who to root for coming down the stretch. That'd be a great idea. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, we we have our September call-ups. 
any of that excite you? No, because my September call-up came up in August. Okay, I think we're on the same page here. Who who was that? This coward kid. Yeah, long uh, long awaited uh, major league debut did not get off to the right foot. Nope. Uh, first four games he was over thirteen with zero walks and seven strikeouts. Pretty much, uh, you know, showing off what he had done in the minor leagues for the past two seasons. Uh, but then, then everything kind of clicked a little bit, huh? It did click, and unfortunately, I just lost the page. Okay, but... well, I have uh, in the next thirty-two plate appearances, uh, he went three hundred eight, four nineteen, five hundred with his first home run that came in the his fifth game. Uh, five walks, the ten strikeouts. I mean, he's going to strike out, but uh, two doubles, eight hits in total. It, Seemed like he was starting to get his footing there, which was encouraging after, I mean, he he cleared waivers, right? Then he, he went through the Rule 5 draft this year. Yeah. So for a guy that was almost given up for dead uh, to n- not just make it to the major leagues, but to have some success is encouraging, plays plus defense at third, which is not something we can say about the guy who came back yesterday. And took his place. And took his place, and now Coward is pretty much regulated to what we saw last night, some defensive substitution at the end of games. Right. And So another roller coaster ride for Coward in his brief major league career. But if there's something to take away from this for Coward over the last nine games, he's shown he can hit it. And it, it wasn't just that he hit like a game here, bad games, and then a game there. For nine straight games, he had hits in eight of those nine games. I think he went five straight, right? Yeah, he was hitting so, regularly. Yeah. He's worth, what was it? He's worth point one wins above replacement on baseball reference for the season. Give the guy an extension. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, get, just give him a shot. Uh, you know, David Freeze is definitely leaving at the end of the season. Oh, God, if they re-sign him. I'm going to have to seriously rethink this whole Angels thing. Uh, but, but uh, I, I mean, he's he's given you more defensive value down the stretch here, which clearly you need with, with the way the pitching's going. Uh-huh. We know what we have in freeze, and Cowart might have more upside there with the bat, definitely with the glove. Uh, you know, it's this is the type of social move that we've come to expect. He's going to ride it out with Freeze, even though for the future and maybe for the season, Cowart's the better option. The day they get eliminated from the playoff race is the day you'll see Cowart being reinserted into the lineup regularly. Boy, that's that's giving Socha more credit than I would. I think he'd stick it out with Freeze the whole way. Mm. Ah. I don't. I don't we'll, that was, we'll that was see. a weird sound. We can, <laughs> that was a weird sound. That's going in the open with my sneeze. It's going right in uh, there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. That'll actually. Uh, hopefully, we won't come to that. But if it does, if we get an elimination date, I'll take. Uh, I'll take the bet that Freeze has more starts in the remaining games than Cowart, and we we can check back on that. I'll make a note for that. Yeah, you make a note for that. So a uh, one dollar bet. You got it. One dollar gentleman's bet. Got it. 
So, but David, but yeah, David Fries, he, he once he, when he was coming back, and I tweeted it yesterday. I hope with Fries coming back, Cowart still gets regular at bats because he was doing just fine. But of course, David Fries came back, and of course, immediately was reinstated into the lineup. And it's going to be funny to watch some team sign him next year for st- stupid money for the value he's going to actually bring. Right. And well, we can join the Cardinals fans and just sit back and laugh. That's true. Man, they love uh, making fun of that freeze trade. Actually, Cardinals fans must just rejoice in general that the Angels are around. Because uh, otherwise they'd be stuck with Pujols. <laughs> and uh, and then they got... I mean, he's on the DL, but have have you looked at Grichuk's, uh Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine that? Just instead of Joyce, that would have been... Anyway. Uh, spectacular. Yeah, it it hurts to talk about. So, uh, yeah. So the the Cardinals are they're they're making out all right on behalf of the uh, the Angels. And, yeah, Freeze, and they got my boy Borges too. Yeah, well, who hasn't you know done much? I don't care. I know, I know. <laughs> what, hey, where's your boy Sean Burnett? He's he's somewhere. Is he, is he in the garage? Is he working on your car? Maybe. All right. Uh, Maybe I, I don't need to let you guys know that because saw, from what I hear, kidnapping is still illegal. I saw, I saw you brought him up in an uh, email thread the other day. Uh, man, you love that signing. I did, still a good sign. Still a good sign. It just didn't work <laughs> out. It wasn't doing all of your auto repairs now. <laughs> it's imp- it's value. It is. It that's, is. That's, that's a valuable thing. It was still a good signing. I don't care. I know it didn't work out, but it wasn't like you signed Joe Bland and go, maybe this isn't going to be so great. Right. You signed Sean Burnett, and it's like, this is not a bad idea. It's like signing Joe Smith. That was not yeah. a bad idea. It wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, it was four years, I think, right? Then they gave him four. No, they gave him three. Was it three? Yeah. yeah. Then that was. That's a fine signing. Yeah. You just, you know, like it's just made out of paper mache. Yeah. You know, happens. And uh, I won't. I won't give you. Too much grief over that. I do have Brandon Wood in my basement building cabinets, so we all have our our projects. Yeah, I mean, and you're gonna need help with them. We can't do this <laughs> yeah. all ourselves, right? Why not pick out of work baseball players right. to help? You know, I've been watching a Brandon Wood signed baseball on eBay for like a year and a half now. It's like <laughs> twenty. It's twenty bucks, and I just I can't pull the trigger on it. <laughs> So wait, I spent more sponsoring his baseball reference page. It's still sitting on eBay. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh my god. It's like a PSA authenticated one too. <laughs> it's legit. That's a... like if you actually go buy a brand new official Major League Baseball, they cost twenty dollars. So Brandon Woods' autograph and authentication on the ball has kept a brand new ball at even value. That's hey, God. that's that's better than it costing. Uh, you know, it's better than being able to get it for fifteen dollars, and he actually, uh, him riding on a ball, made increased it value, <laughs> made it worth five dollars <laughs> less than uh, than if you just bought a brand new ball. Oh my God! I think I'm gonna go buy that after the show now. I'm so. It's been there for a year and a half. You could probably talk the guy down. 
Oh, I'm sure I can. I think it's like $5 shipping. That's the problem I'm having with it. <laughs> you don't want to pay the $5 yeah. shipping to have a $20 baseball sent to you. Right. You could probably go to the store or go to Dick's, buy a baseball, a Major League Baseball for $20, or buy a Major League Baseball from a, you know wherever and just write Brandon Wood on it. Yeah. And it would be worth the same thing. Right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll try and talk him out of the shipping. That that can be our logo for the upcoming show or for this show. Talk him out of shipping. Yeah, that's, that's my game plan. That's what I'm going to do after this. We'll, we'll update you next week. All right. Okay, so we got the Brandon Wood uh, nonsense out of the way. Uh, what, what else do you have down the stretch here? Uh, praying for. I, I'm getting to that point where I'm going to start. I want to start rooting for a protected pick. Yeah, it feels like it's getting to that spot where you're you're just looking at the team and you're following the team, and they just they keep losing in such bad ways. The pitching can't click, and then when the pitching does do well, the hitting doesn't hit. So it's almost like, well, how bad is it to tank? Right. It's just it's so close. Uh considering who they have playing that, you know, Moreno's not going to give up on the season. Now, Sosha could just tank on his own without trying to. That's perfectly reasonable assumption to make. Sosha seems to do that anyway. Right. With all the bunting so, and the weird bullpen usage. And... Have, have you seen the statement? I think that was up on our site that uh, Sosha says he will not influence the signing of the new GM, which they are apparently now interviewing uh, in-house guys. Which I don't know any of the in-house guys. Uh, Clintac service, Clintac, service won't figured, want any part of it. I figured Clintac would be gone uh, yeah. at the end of the season anyway. But I, I would not mind him, but he you know, will probably... Uh, butt heads with Sosha anyway, so. Well, he was the go-between for Sosha and Depoto. Yeah, so but it, he has a be- I think he has a better yeah, relationship maybe. with Sosha than Depoto would have had. Uh, Scott Service won't want any part of it because he hates Sosha. Um, Hal Morris is a possibility in-house. Yeah. Uh. Um, outside, uh, there's so many teams looking for new GMs going into next year. I mean, the Eagles have a new GM to worry about and, the pos- and apparently the rumor that they might be trying to get Don Arcillo to replace Victor Rojas. Their plate's full. Yeah. Well, I don't know how important that is in the grand scheme of things. But Do you not I, remember Steve Fiziok? This is very important who announces baseball games. It's true. Uh, but Rex Hudler caught so many balls from that booth. <laughs> I, uh, I can't even with you right now. <laughs> it's, it's true. He did. He was constantly saving Fiziok. And Jose Moda is constantly saving his guy, so we already technically have one of those people in the booth. Right. We just right. don't hear Jose Moda because he's on the, the Spanish broadcast. Yeah, that's true. I met him. I met him and uh, and Bane at a Angels uh, Braves game years and years and years ago. Is Jose Moda short? I don't know. They were sitting behind me. They moved. I, I had good seats on the third base side. And they moved down in the last, like, couple of innings and sat right behind me. I was like, oh, my God, that's, you know. So I, I kind of talked about uh, sabermetrics with them, which at the time, Bane was like, nope, 
<laughs> people in the division do it, but uh, we're we're good. I was like, all right, well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> the same uh, Eddie Bay that drafted Mike Trout. I well, yeah, well, that was yeah. They're, I can't believe they let the uh, the regional scout go. They didn't renew his contract. The guy that found Trout. I figured that was a lifetime deal. Uh, once once you find Mickey Mantle. That's like you just, a, you that's get like to a Clint Eastwood in for... trouble with the curve type pick. Yeah. Movie uh, sucked. You know, I never Terrible saw movie. Never never gonna see it. Terrible movie. Absolutely. There's nothing believable about the movie. Yeah, I, I didn't have any interest in seeing it from the beginning anyway, but uh, that that reconfirms my stance. Uh, anyway, back to the GM thing real quick before we derail anymore. <laughs> How do you feel about you think Depoto's going to Seattle? I think that's that's such a likely possibility. I mean, he was a finalist when they hired Jack yeah, Z. I, I think that's going to be a done deal. And that, and if he goes to Seattle, he's going to try. He's going to try to poach service. He's going to try to get Clintac to come. This whole front office that he built in Anaheim, that is propping up Stoneman right now, he's going to try to bring them with him. And he's going to take all of his contacts. He's going to take all of his 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 knowledge and his proprietary systems. It's not it's not Angel's property. He's going to take it with him. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that gonna scares be, me. And then it's going to be in the division, right there, twenty times a year. Right. Well, nope. we already know how strong the Houston front office is now. Uh, it's run by very smart people, and. You know, I, I seriously believed in Depoto. Uh, just didn't didn't mesh with Sosha. So I'm a I'm afraid of Seattle signing him and him building a you know, a nice organization there. Now they have a lot of work. That system isn't isn't great and man, they made some weird moves over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of first base DH men that they've signed that failed is just insane. But uh, I, I figure he can write that ship. It may take a couple of years, but he could get that team back on its foot, and then you never know with Oakland. They're good one year and then do ridiculous stuff the next year and, and aren't very good. And then Texas just is winning again. And next year, yeah. next year, they'll have Cole Hamels and you Darvish in the rotation together. Right. And Derek Holland. Yeah, and, and they have... Uh, they they still have some some minor league depth too. They have some guys that can come up and make a difference. Uh, Joey Gallo is going to be a not quite the hitter that Sano is, but he's going to be a forty home run guy. And you know if he can stick at third, that's it's Beltre's replacement, which Beltre I'm sure has a, a couple more years left anyway. So mm-hmm. that that team is going to be really good too. Uh, their bullpen's been pretty good. So. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of competition in that division, and a lot of teams that are working smarter than the Angels. So we'll see how hands off uh, and air quotes uh, Sosha is going to be. But if it's you know if it's already Moreno and Sosha running the team, I, I don't have a lot of faith in their uh, their long term goals. Mm-hmm. How many more years does Sosha have? 
He doesn't opt out after the 2016 or, or this season. I think it's after. Is it after this season? I, I think it's after remember, this season. But why would he opt out of that? Because Philly is going to need a manager. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Go home. That's interesting. I yeah. don't know. There's there's comfort in knowing where everything is, and at this point, so she knows where everything is in uh, in Anaheim. So yeah, his favorite easy chair, you know, the microwave, right? His yeah. mini fridge, exactly. <laughs> but I, it'd be, I don't know if I think every Angels fan would rejoice if he walked. I think it's gotten to that point. But the thing is. Uh, and Garrett has said this before. If Sosha were to walk, what is available out there that would be a good management position or a good manager for this position? Oh, I, I don't I don't even really care aside from I don't want a former player with no managerial experience doing it. There's plenty of qualified AAA managers that you could go poach that are dying for a shot that keep getting passed over for Ryan Sandberg and Matt Williams and you know all those guys. It's funny because Mike Sosha was one of those managers. Yeah, well, you know, catchers make decent managers. So, Socha so Scott Service should be the manager. Uh, I'm not going that far. <laughs> but uh, hey, maybe we can get uh, Bud Black and Decker back. We can reunite Black and Decker. <laughs> instead of so, instead of uh, Irish Heritage Night, they're gonna do um, what? Woodworking Heritage Night? No, uh, they'll do they'll do uh, vacuum cleaner night. Vacuum cleaner night. Yeah. Even better. Uh, I'm on. To, I'm on to something here, Angels. Every car gets vacuumed. Yeah. Dustbusters are those still a thing? That's that, that could that could replace the rally monkey. Oh my god. We might need to finish up this podcast. Before we get too nutty. Right, right. It's starting to go off the rails. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do at, at GM. Uh it seems like all of the smart teams just keep getting smarter. Did you see that Boston uh went out and got uh, Shapiro to be the president of operations. And they snapped up DePoto for yeah, an interim for, job. For interim. Yeah. Right. So, damn it. And Charrington will probably end up in, like, Chicago for a year. Under, then, which Chicago? Uh, the, the Cubs. You so figure. He'll go work with uh, Jed and Theo for a year and then go... You know, get his get get his own team again. And then there's was it Dabrowski. Did he get picked up yet? Yeah, yeah he, he's the he president went, for. Yeah, he went to the Red Sox. Right. Um. Oh man. Which that whole thing was, uh, you know, they're not the Detroit was never big on the advanced uh, statistics. It's like no, we we had guys. I could go get any number I wanted. So I think he'll fit in fine. That's the Boston people were afraid that they were shifting away from the the analytics, but I think that was just a, a Detroit, uh, you know, rumor that they weren't a big advanced 
analytics uh, organization. Well, it seems like it, especially when you go and put, you know, Miguel Cabrera at third base for a season. Well, they did, I mean, extending uh, Victor Martinez, uh, they did some weird things. But they also, I mean, they had a ton of money, too. But, yeah, they did some weird things that would go against the the advanced uh, mindset. But, you know, all baseball teams still do, no matter how good the the front office is. Still come up with a weird thing every once in a while. We'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen this off season. There's plenty of options, and there's. I would love Clintac to be the one they pe- they pick for it, but I could see them yeah, find some that's... Ruben Ruben Amaro type guy. Oh God! If it's Amaro, seriously, I I might, I might I might have to leave the franchise. I w- I might join you on that one. That would that... I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, I re. I really wish Houston had stayed in the National League because I could get behind that being my second team. You know, if it was out of the division and out of the league. Right. They're, they're just doing things really well. Even despite their draft debacle uh, a couple of years ago. Like, the the drafts have just been so, so good. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. The Angels have some work cut out for them down the stretch. And then, uh, and then in the off season too. So it's it's going to be real interesting. Definitely stay tuned to Monkeys with a Halo uh, for the. Just check us every day. There's always something going up. So stay tuned. Uh, we're going to try and do this again next week. I'm trying. I'm still trying to get this voodoo doll thing to work for positive. Okay. So if if all of that works out, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can get Andrew on and and do some uh, some some rooting guides for the end of the season. That would be uh, good. That would, yeah, that'd be fun. So let's let's work on that. Mike, enjoy the rest of your day, fans. Uh, there's a game starting soon. Maybe by the time this is up, uh, you can listen to it instead of uh, the broadcast. Not yet. Don Arcello is not the play-by-play guy yet. Oh, okay. Never mind. You can listen to us afterwards. Listen to it beforehand. It'll be up before then. Okay. It'll it'll be up beforehand. There you go. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you guys later.